Xbox, record this as a podcast celebrating all things gaming, food, and the good old days. If you'd like to find out more, head to xboxrecordthis.com. Oh, hello. Daddy D. Wally here, and welcome to Xbox Record This, episode 42. My name is Daddy D. Wally, and joining me, as always, is the assistant to the co-host, Chipotle Bear. Chipotle Bear, how are you, my friend? I am doing great, buddy. We had a two-hour delay today for school, which I love two-hour delay days. They're they're great ways to start the day for myself. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we, I also, I know I mentioned it before, got a new snowblower for Christmas, and man, that thing, I literally got a message from my neighbor as I finished snowblowing. He was like, hey, where'd you get that Cadillac? Where'd you and get that like, snowblower? I was like, what Cadillac? He's like, that snowblower is amazing. I was like, Home Depot? He's like, all right, I'm ahead there today. And I was like, well, okay. So uh, I'm doing great, man. I'm uh, happy to be here and excited to talk to her about a surprise coming here very shortly. Yes, thank you, thank you. That's why I hired you as the assistant of the co-host. You caught yourself there. Joining us, as always, unfortunately, he keeps coming back. I was just telling our special guest this. I fired him last week, but yet here he is. Uh, the assistant to the assistant of the co-host, Bubble Boy N7. Uh, hello, Bubble Boy N7. Yeah, you um, you wanted to know what I was eating and drinking? Yeah, what, what a coincidence, because tonight I'm enjoying some liquid death, that's right, which... I got sucked into the marketing from the Super Bowl, and it was the best commercial there was. And so, let me. You're mm. telling me the mm. best commercial mm. was Liquid Death, and mm. not the Chevrolet not the Silverado one. with the Sopranos. The okay, okay, no not, no, not the Sopranos one. Thank you, the, and the, the Austin Powers for General Motors. <clears throat> All right, Bacon, he's fired. Joining Liquid us, and then also, I'm cutting him off. No, I'm, not, I'm cutting him I'm off. Not done Joining yet. us. Special guest, you guys. You know what I love most about the Xbox Record This community? It's the fans, right, Jose? Jose, you're supposed to come in there. It's the fans. Yeah. It's always and, the fans. Uh, I need a, a, a good cue there. We're lucky enough to have a special guest join us tonight. He might be the number one XRT fan in the world. I'm sorry, Jabez. He, he's coming after you right now. He's making his first appearance on the show. He has... Dual income, no kids. He's got a banging setup with his PCs. He's got, guys, he has two 32-inch 4K monitors. He's got a 3090 Ti, probably. He just built a supercomputer. He's got a PS5 and an Xbox Series console. His PS5 and Nintendo, unfortunately, are collecting dust lately. Joining us, super fan and former ex-Bacon. You know him as ex-Bacon Gaming. Please welcome... I don't even know his first name. It's Jason. Oh, that would be Jason. And thank you guys for Welcome, Jason, <laughs> to the show. I, you, I only know him as X Bacon. And uh, welcome to the show. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. And this is my all the YouTube time I've spent, hundreds of videos. This is my inaugural podcast. So I'm happy to burst that cherry here on your guys' podcast. And I enjoy listening to you guys. So, and my wife works for one of you so it yes. just works so bacon will be on his best behavior tonight because apparently I have to be his wife can't works embarrass for the family. Uh, chipotle bear and chipotle bear already he, won she does not work for me happens. she works with me there's Five. a difference her exact words were be oh, on your best see, behavior because yeah. that is my boss so i will report that she's such a he's <laughs> 
He's such a hard ass too. That, you know, that well, Mr. Actually, Martinez. The funny thing is, is Bacon is, is in more of a position of power here because he's the one who listens to the show. He could be like, "I heard your principal saying some caca last night," but we don't have to talk about that. Bacon, why don't you tell us a little bit about your gaming history up until the moment you played Xbox and everything well, changed? As the elder statesman in this room, being 44 years old, uh, I started on the Atari 2600. One of my first and only memories with my real dad was playing Pitfall with my old man on the Atari 2600. Wasn't that like a notoriously horrible game? It was first level, right? It was epic. It was (laughs) epic. It was, oh man, the Atari was was classic. Uh, Then I graduated to the uh, Mario family and I was basically had every um, Nintendo product known to man. And uh, it was basically my babysitter growing up. Me and my little brother would play just hour till blisters on the thumbs with Mario and those sharp corners on the buttons. And uh, only consoles I haven't owned was the Dreamcast. I don't know why. Um, then I got out of gaming for a few years in my early 20s and, you know, chicks and all that. And I went to visit my sister, and they had the OG Xbox, and Combat Evolved was uh, in full effect. So I uh, tried it a few times and said, all right, that's it, I'm back. And uh, got home from that trip and repurchased or purchased the OG Xbox, the big black monster, and uh, I put in the hours on that game. Got its hooks um, into you like all of us. multiple 360s. I um, red ringed three three sixties, I believe. It was uh, it was brutal. Um, then when I got to the Xbox One, I was a little underwhelmed with the 720p performance and all that jazz. That's the time, shortly after my when we were all in the same launch line at the Park Meadows Mall. I'll have you know, I was there that night. What that number was- were you? I was, uh, what was I, 37? Oh, man, you were close. I was 23. Yeah, you had yeah. to have been right you there. Were, oh, I, I swear, you guys, I, I yeah. swear I recognize you guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was a fun night, the killer. Well, you saw us because we had hot chicks with us. Well, one hot had? chick was with us, on, <laughs> and she left. <laughs> and uh, this, that was such a, such a fun night. It was then a Then a few year after the launch, I decided to switch over to PC full-time, just uh, Xbox wasn't really... Killing it in that generation, we might say, until uh, the One uh, X came out, and then I decided to get back into it and got a One X, and uh, the rest is history. I've been gaming since probably I could walk, that's probably awesome. not talk, but I could walk. I think. But that's <laughs> awesome. about it. That's me in a nutshell. So, what are your some of your favorite Xbox uh, franchises? We all oh. know you're a big Halo fan. You mentioned that last week. The Goat. I mean, and yeah. hearing you say that's what basically got you back into gaming big time was the OG Xbox and, and Halo Combat Evolved. Yeah, just that game was just so beyond anything I'd seen. I mean, I'd been out of gaming and when I was in the military and stuff and chasing ladies, not successfully, I might add. But uh, it just seeing it and just it was, you know, I'm used to Doom, the old Doom and 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 stuff like that so just seeing the the progression of it was like life-changing 
even though looking back on it now, I was like, oh, that wasn't so great. But uh, my favorite franchise, of course, is definitely got to be Halo. And then followed closely by Forza. Forza's fun. It's just fun to sit back, relax, chill, get buddies and, and race. Um, and Psychonauts is really jumped up a few pegs with this last edition. I think it's uh, it's gonna go places where we're all gonna enjoy and then i believe fable also is gonna gonna be in there there's yeah storied franchises and xbox that's really all i can gotcha. conjure up at this moment put me on no. a spot like this I, i'm really had excited you, to see what had you played the original psychonauts back in the day or did you have you played I, it yet i played it a little bit back in the day and then when it came to game pass i fired it up and it's it's rough. It's uh, it's got some rough edges, but it's it's fun. And I I can't remember did they have achievements in that or not. I think that's what no, stopped me from playing. It, it was achievos, but hmm, it is it sounds what it like is, somebody else on our show. I, I'm gonna like go two back people on our I show. Like they, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they know. upscaled it to 4K. It looks like much better than we could have imagined back with the OG Xbox. The, uh, the controls are a hair wonk. Yeah, I'll, yeah, just, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, Bacon. How did you create your name? Well, what's the story behind that? So me and a me and a guy I went to the police academy with. He's one of my he's my best friend. We um, sat next to each other in the police academy the first day, and he was a nineteen year old kid, and I was an elder at that point. Um, we both decided and figured out we were into, into video games and playing a lot of Call of Duty on the three sixty, and when we both became cops, we started working at the same place, uh, Douglas County, and. Uh, we uh, made really good friends, really good friends, and uh, we we were both really excited for the division to come out, the original division. Uh, so we both decided Great game. we had it pre-ordered on Xbox, and we decided, you know, we really want to do this on PC to take advantage of those full suite specs. So we both built these elaborate PCs for this game, and it, I mean it was good, but it wasn't what we were expecting. So we decided because we saw all the cheaters in the division that we were going to create a YouTube channel to film cheaters and expose them on YouTube. Well, we never really did that. We built the channel and I just started reviewing PC hardware. So the X bacon is X is former bacon is cops and or a gaming channel. So hence X bacon game. And so my shout out to my buddy, Mike, who hasn't done a video in a long time. Neither have I, but, uh, we we started this started this ride together. Nice, very nice. Make sure to check out that channel, guys. X Bacon Gaming. Uh, I totally hear you about making videos. It's a long process. Like it's, it's very time consuming. Like I don't think these guys, particularly Bubble Boy, understands how long editing can be, even for <laughs> Riverside putting it all together basically for me and editing uh, like the curse words on that one episode with Joseph. Oh my gosh, that was. <laughs> A nightmare because I literally just had to listen to it like three times because there's no skipping it. I used to take notes and try to timestamp everything, and I'm like, I just I can't do it anymore. So, Dan, what what do you edit uh, our totally videos hear in? You. Uh, Wondershare. Okay, just curious. Film. Oh, sorry, Filmora. Sorry, Filmora. Filmora. I don't have. I'm not going to pay hundreds of dollars for Adobe Premiere, right? Isn't that the big one? Have you tried um, DaVinci Resolve yet? It's uh, free. I I might. I I did download that, but. It's free source, yeah, it's and that's free. what I use. This this is pretty simple. Like I really like Filmora. Like I'm not gonna lie, it's it's pretty 
simple. I'm sure I could pick up DaVinci now after using this. Like that's what I read. Like start here, simple videos, use this, move your way up to DaVinci. And if you go with that, then you can move up to Premiere. But anyway, we don't need to talk about that. Let's also give a huge, huge XRT shout out. Guys, I got to share some numbers with you. Last week, in the last seven days, we've had over 100 unique plays on the podcast, gentlemen. So the PS Trophy Room Effect and Joseph, shout out to Joseph. It must be something because I have no idea. We don't need, we've never had 100 listens to anything in all of our podcasts. So huge shout out to all of our new listeners. For any of you new listeners, I probably should have said this at the beginning of the show. This is Xbox Record This, and we're a podcast dedicated to all things gaming, food, and the good old days. We're primarily focused on Xbox, but you can see there's a PS5 up there, and uh, Bacon just said how he has everything. I know Do our I PS5 rate PS5? has increased probably by 100% not. with Bacon. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to lie. We'll get to the PS, my PS5 thoughts here in a second. Um, also, huge shout-out to X-Bacon Gaiman, who wrote it on our YouTube page. Top five Will Ferrell movies. Number five, Old School. Number four, Anchorman, number three, Talladega Nights, number two, Step Brothers, and number one, The Other Guys. Gator needs his gat. I don't even know what that is, Bacon. You can explain it in a second. Honorable well, mention, Elf, Zoolander, Blades of Glory. Either way, you can't go wrong with a Will Ferrell movie. Um, Bacon, I, I, honestly, I'm shocked that two people, multiple people had The Other Guys number one. I think it was you and Jay biz yeah, that's that's what threw me off when I checked the document today. I like literally Ugh. I saw the words Will Ferrell and the other guys, and I literally it was like a quick glance, and I was like, clearly Jabez, because there's not another soul on the planet that would think that was the best Will Ferrell movie, right? Shocking. And Shocking. I, <laughs> we'll talk about the notes here in a please second. Explain, so, please explain. Please explain. Yeah, please explain how is it because you were a cop? And, it, that's a big part of it, <laughs> and just like Daddy's home. The the that the, I think is yeah the the collusion that Will Ferrell and the and chemistry and, yeah yes them together is just comedic and we had The Rock in it and and I mean come on it's, really yeah it's, it's, it's it should have been bacon. it's Oscar worthy oh <laughs> what's that every thing? time you guys? every Go time ahead. we accidentally fire a gun in Warzone one of us in our party says desk pop because it's just <laughs> classic desk pop I mean. You're not going to like this bacon. I think I've seen the other guys once and I haven't seen it since and I don't remember anything from it. So that's something. Step Brothers is clearly number one. Um, Bacon, I got to get your opinion on this. Let's go into some more uh, semantics on the show. Uh, To all our listeners, there's been a big debate going on in XRT between me and the co-assistant of the co-host. We have a Google Doc that I update every week with the notes. Okay, Bacon? You're not, I didn't send it to you because I'm like, I don't want to hear Bacon's opinion on it because I'm going to blow my brains out after Bubble Boy is annoying me with it yet again this week. So every week I tell them this is going to be the outline for the show. It basically just says the shout outs, like if there's a guest, the warm up or opener, the news, and I send links to the stories we're going to talk about, which I did send to you, Bacon. And then the power, like I can tell you, we're, and then we're going to talk about power on if we have a good old days segment and the best food we had this week, okay? Pretty simple, Bacon. After the show's over, I delete it. For some reason, Chance thinks we need to save this and have all of it documented and saved. I don't understand the point of that. Not just Chance. 
Okay, and Jose said it too, which totally blows my mind because I thought Jose was an organizational, you know, clean freak and not a hoarder, but apparently I was wrong. They want to keep every every note we have. Okay, now Jose, I think is writing something right now. I can probably tell. Why, Bacon? Do we need to keep the show notes for every show saved? Can someone explain to me why that is when we have an audio recording of it and? And which I also think you guys are forgetting, every YouTube video and podcast link, I have timestamps of when everything we talk about is stamped on there. That is technically a written record of what we've talked about. So, Bacon, no, I know I you're not the you. biggest Colin fan, but he does the same thing. After the show, he's like, he deletes it. And they've also, I've heard them talk in their podcast, be like, oh, I wish you would have kept that name in here because I wanted to reference him. Okay, I won't delete it until the end of the show. But Bacon, can you tell me why in the world I would keep the notes and not just delete it at the end of the show and then have the new show right next show as I'm preparing throughout the week? Go ahead, Bacon. To have an archive that's easier to search than YouTube videos, I can see that being a thing. You know, you don't want to go through all, what are we at? Episode like 30 something of this 42. show? You get 42. 42. <laughs> to go through 42 videos in a YouTube feed or just go to an easy Google Doc? I get it. I get it from both sides. But it is, why it's would immortalized we need to go for life reference on this we website? Say. It's immortalized. We'll always have this archive. So, I mean, I, I don't know why this okay. would be an archive. That's part of, part of wait, wait, why Bacon, we Let me interrupt you right there. What is stopping Chance and Jose to cut and paste this and put it in their own document right now? I literally just told you I would do that. And I think it would be easier for you to just move to, okay, and then we hit enter or page break at the top and then the new one. And like Snelling said last week, if we really wanted to shout out Snelling or as Bacon calls him smelling or smelly. Um, <laughs> His name is Smelling. That, Get it right. I don't know what you're talking about. Sorry. Yeah. That we would, if we ever added things to the website, it'd be a really easy thing to backdate. To go back and archive for the website of guys, this everything I just said is on the web. Have you been to our website? Have you guys actually looked at what I write in there, the descriptions and the timestamps? Have you chance answer me honestly? No. Exactly. Okay. So <laughs> I feel like I'm taking crazy pills here, Bacon. I literally have some documentation of everything. I'm sorry. Literally, what you see right here, Chance. If you go to our webpage right now and click on episodes, you're basically gonna see this. Well, that's, that's how I went through and found episodes one and two of this show and watched them today in preparation for my appearance. Thank you, Bacon. Thank you. Good homework. Um, so anyway, the final word, Chance, cut and paste this, add it to your own show notes. When the show is over, I am going to delete all the blank spots and restart for episode 43. That's just how we're going to do it. Okay. I don't. Uh, this is shared just for you to know what's coming this week. And then, Bacon, here's another thing that annoys me. In the... Uh, at the day of recording, at the beginning of the day, hey, are we going to talk about this? Are we going to talk about this? Chance, I've told you hundreds of times, I don't finish the document until the end of the day. I save the day as long as possible because something could break in the middle of the day. And I'm not going to have the layout done until basically before the show. I know we want to be prepared, but we don't need to prepare for hours before the show. That's all we're going to talk about, Bacon. Let's move on to the opener. Gentlemen, now that Daddy Diwali is all flustered, I'd like to know what you've been playing. Bacon, I'm going to send it over to you as our guest. What have you been playing recently? Oh, I already know one you're going to bring up and you told me about. So go ahead. Tell us about that awesome game you just played recently. 
well, I just uh, got the patch for Cyberpunk and started that again. Uh, it's much improved in my opinion. I played about an hour, hour and a half of it before all of the backlash happened. And I decided I didn't want to soil my playthrough of that, so I shelved the game completely till this patch. Same thing I've done with The Witcher 3. Can I ask you shelved why it. you didn't play it on PC? Um, That's a really good question. Probably achievements, which my achievements aren't very good. So um, okay, gotcha. if you play on Steam, you get Steam achievements, not yeah. Xbox achievements. So it's kind of frustrating. Um, currently, right now, I'm playing Skull, and <laughs> I'm an absolute sucker for roguelikes. I I sink way too many hours in them. Hades, Curse of the Dead Gods, Dead Cells. I don't know why, but I before I. I look at my time played on these games and it's, you know, three days in a, in a roguelike. Just, I have to force myself to delete some of these games. Um, and I've also started playing Bioshock for the first time. On sale, 10 bucks, complete edition, all three of them, everything. So couldn't pass that up. And then also Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War, which I also got for 10 bucks the other day. Beat them both on PC and decided to come back and do them again for the achievements. And uh, just getting ready for Elden Ring. That's it. And just adding to that that gamer score, trying to get to that 100K. Yeah, he's trying to get that 100K. Uh, Bacon, you're fired. You're playing all these old games. like 300 behind you, Jose, just so you know. Oh, Oh, that's going to happen probably tomorrow. (laughs) Most likely. He's playing all these games that he's already played and beaten. But he's not going back to Mass Effect, you guys. So I, I cannot believe this. I am, I am very. In my defense on Mass Effect, I played one and loved it, and then playing three back to back to back to back would be really hard. So I'm like, I need to go play something else. No, no. And then yeah. I will go back and play it. I'm halfway through two. Just lost flying around planets right now and hitting fuel depots. And oh, okay, okay. I don't blame you. The resources, the, the mining. I loved the first okay. one. The first one, I, that's a cinematic marvel that is storytelling at its finest. I will okay. give you that. Um, I just need to find the time to get back into two okay. and then finish it off. So okay. Thank it's you nothing saying. personal against Mass Effect. I am really enjoying it. And that's, yeah, it's no excuse, so. I, I want to know having so if Bioshock if it's been if you're just now playing it play how it. many spo- that's what I'm saying how many of the spoilers have been ruined for you already because gosh how you avoided some yeah that's of those. my bad actually not really any of them and it is not anything what I thought it would be I was talking to talking on uh, what was it Twitter the other night with you, with Dan and it was I was like this is not at all what I was expecting so it's a fresh clean i don't know i only did it because i heard you talking about it one day yeah well a well, couple dang. months ago so enjoy then if nothing has yeah. been spoiled for you my goodness enjoy it's kind of it's kind of creepy and oh yeah scary. oh yeah. yeah lots of that. Games. scarier and i don't i don't do horror games so i'm just like it's kind of creepy not sure if it's a horror or where it's gonna go from here but it's it's no. fun have you played alan wake i have not oh there's another one you're gonna have to get. Me and Remedy but, and Crossfire X aren't getting along right now. Oh, so. <laughs> oh I've got a lot to say about that. I yeah, saw the God. two on IGN for that one. Oh, um, you guys it, noticed there was zero publicity for that game before it came out. Yep. Oh, no, we didn't we hear a word about it after E3. Nothing until here it is. Like, yeah, they knew it was bad and they still dropped it. Well, that's the developers there. 
Um, Jose, what have you been playing, buddy? So like, actually, like uh, Bacon, I've been oh, playing yeah, yeah. Skull. Oh, yeah, yeah. What's your... Yeah. That was the game that I was going to play from the from the um, new ones on Game Pass. And uh, it is cool. It, it is... Uh, Dead Cells, it's, it's very, very similar to Dead Cells. Um, and it, it's like Hades is a different view and a little bit different art style than Hades. And it's it's genuinely fun. It took me a little bit to understand the mechanic that you have because it's like you basically can choose between two kind of like outfits and each outfit. It ha- think of it like Mega Man, right? So like when you have like the cutting hat on, you have the special cutting power. Um, the, one, the one thing that I just don't like, and I'll be honest, I probably won't finish it for this reason, is when you die, you literally start over, like fully from the beginning, play all the bosses again. And like, I, it took me a while to beat the first boss. I actually thought it was pretty hard, I'll be honest with you, this big tree guy. And um, when I beat him, I was like, sweet, like, because it says like chapter two. And I was like, okay, maybe this is like a new starting point. And I, if it was that, I probably would stick it out. I just, I like bacon after like four days, I had sunk like literally like eight hours into this game and i was like i feel like i have done nothing on this game even though it's fun to play and it's very cute the art style is dope like it's just honestly what happened was i was like okay i started dark souls 3 and i really like it but it's it's slow because it's hard for me and then i started this because i want to like dan said we need to contribute more games that we play and elden ring comes out freaking next week so i'm like i have to i have to cut something so i like soul i recommend it if you like roguelikes it's really cool but i will not be finishing it i got a couple of achievements i think i bumped up like 200 g or something like that and uh back to dark souls 3 and and really enjoying it it's 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 progressing pretty nicely for me so that's what I've been playing, just getting ready for Elden Ring next week. All right, I'll go next here, guys. So I finally beat Horizon Zero Dawn, or as Bacon likes to call it, Horizon Zero Yawn. And I remember he wrote that to me one night, and I was like, <laughs> and I was like, it's not that bad. Boy, was I wrong. Guys, the problem with Horizon is that it's just an open world, a bloated open world. My gosh, where there's so many icons and it takes too long to get into a story buried underneath their chances, a pretty cool sci-fi story that I actually was really interested in. But by the time I got interested, I was about, I'd gone everywhere, gotten all the objectives. And I was like, I can't take this anymore. I bumped it down to easy. I was like, this, I'm done. I just want to get through. I would just wanted to get through the game at that point. And thank God that I did go to all the fast travel points because they really make you go from one spot to the other. And if you don't have your fast travel, oh man, I never rode the mount because I'm like, this is, is this any faster than Aloy running around? This is dumb. And uh, what I really didn't like, guys, fast travel should be just that, fast travel. It should be easy and accessible. Get me there because I don't want to waste my time. Why I have to build something that allows me to fast travel is insane. Developers, that's not fun. Just let me travel where I need to go. I'm trying to save time, okay? I don't want to have to craft and spend all of my resources to buy a hundred of those stupid fast travel blankets or whatever she has. Anyway, I didn't think the combat was that great. Uh, I thought Tomb Raider does everything combat-wise that this game does better. I think Lara Croft is a way more interesting character than Aloy. And I just think the tombs are way better than the, the tombs that you go into in... Um, in Horizon. So I hate to compare games, but to me, it's like, uh, I'd rather play Tomb Raider. Again, I think the story there is interesting. I think it's very, let me get that point across. I think the story there was very interesting and I liked kind of piecing it together, right? And, and you kind of had, unless you're, I don't know, 
I don't want to spoil it because I don't think Bacon finished it, but you kind of, if you're a little bit intelligent, you, you kind of are like, oh, I think I know what's going on here. And it was cool to be like right on that. But man, besides Aloy, no, I don't, I couldn't tell you any other character's name. And yeah, Jose, go ahead. Tell me, tell me what you're going to No, I was going to say, for the record, I, f- I fully agree with you. I like Tomb Raider better than I liked Horizon Zero Dawn, but like, just, just for, for S's and G's to keep it PC. If, if we didn't have the history of Lara Croft, if we didn't have generations of other games and we didn't know her backstory with her father and all the adventures she'd been on, if she was a brand new character, do you think she's really that much more compelling than Aloy? Because I don't. I, I mean, I, I, we, we know, her, we know yes. her culture. We know her history. I don't think it's that much different than Aloy, I'll be honest see, with you. See, and can you, can you name other characters I in Tomb Raider I games? I can't. Uh, his best, her best friend, but I can't remember, but at least he's there. That's literally my point. (laughs) But here's the thing about Tomb Raider. Here's the thing about Tomb Raider though. I hadn't played any, I've never played any Tomb Raiders until the Tomb Raider reboots. So for me, that was the first time jumping into her world. I was like, this is incredible. And the set pieces and graphically it's just as beautiful. So to me, I'm sorry, Tomb Raider is just a better game and just too much to do in Horizon. So anyway, that's my thoughts on Horizon. I'm glad I played it more glad that I'm done with it. I sent you that text earlier. Um, I will not be playing the sequel. I just, I don't have a desire to be in another huge open world where icons are overwhelming me. I did get the platinum, but again, I was telling Bacon those out of spite. And like I said, halfway through, I'm like, I can't take this anymore. And I was like, I got to get through this. I just got to just, but it, it was, that's okay. Another pro, very obtainable platinum, very well done. They did a good job tying the, the trophies to stuff that's reasonable. And that's why I did go for it. The other game, so I also did my homework, and I played Crossfire X. I took the bullet, you guys, literally, and it's more man, like a this game is rough. The problem with it is it's a wannabe, uh, what's that PC game, Bacon, Counter-Strike, but not anywhere near as good, and wow, I, I it's... There are some fun parts, Bacon. Like, if it was a well-made, polished game, like, I I could see myself, I don't know, not playing it regularly, but I, I would be having more fun playing it, right? Like, there's potential there, but it's just so rough around the edges and glitchy and doesn't feel good on the controller. The controls do not feel good. The movement doesn't feel good. The aiming doesn't feel good. I guess there's a bug, Bacon, I was just reading today, that if you're aiming down sights, it'll just pop out of you aiming down sights. And I've had that happen to me over and over again. I'm like, is this because I'm firing too fast or because somebody shoots me? No, it's just a random bug where you're aiming and it'll pop out. It's just broken. It's not a good game, you guys. (laughs) The sad part is is it has easy achievements, but in order for me to get like the next 400 gamer score, I have to play a hundred rounds of the game. And I just don't know if it's worth it, even though it's easy gamer score as Bubble Boy would want to go uh, digging for. I, I just, it's so bad. Bacon, I, I'm interested to hear your thoughts here in a second. Um, but then, so after that, I've been playing The Messenger. Jump back into The Messenger. It's it's a it's a good game. Like, I really like the platforming parts of it. Now it's, like I said, it's kind of morphed into like this Metroidvania where you have to backtrack and figure out these little puzzles. And the puzzles are very cryptic and like, I don't know where I'm supposed to go and the objectives, but it's just so fun to play. Like it's a great platformer action game that I'm I'm gonna play it and finish it. And and I'm really enjoying the messenger again. So I want to try to finish that before Elden Ring. And I'm finally feeling like I'm in a good spot. 
gaming wise. Bacon, what did you, have you played Crossfire? What what were your thoughts on it? Yeah, I was at a, a buddy's house last week and he had it downloaded before I had the chance to download it. So he was actively playing it and I grabbed the controllers maybe 10 minutes. The f- the feel of it is just when you think of a shooter, you think of Destiny, you think of Halo, you think of tight controls, fluidity Call and Call of Duty that Crossfire has none of that. It is I don't know how that game is so big in yeah. Asia as it is that multiplayer. I, I so I haven't even bothered to download it at my house yet because I can't yeah. even imagine they're gonna be able to fix this stuff with a patch. So it's just like at the point of is it even worth my time? I'll play Skull. It's no. Yeah, so so on the XRT scale, yeah, definitely, guys. This is not worth your time unless you want to go for that thousand gamer score. Which even then, I just you literally have to play like a hundred matches, or if you win, it counts as two. So still fifty at the minimum if you won every game. Oh, I don't. It's 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 bad. There's potential. Like I can see the draw of the game. Some of the the search and destroy is kind of cool because I don't know if we've. I guess you could play that on Call of Duty, which does it completely better, but. It's definitely, I get to feel like I'm playing a little bit of Counter-Strike, which I never got to play on PC. Um, and then, oh, no, like there's two modes. There's classic mode where it's like old school um, Counter-Strike. So there's no aiming down sights. You can only jump and your movement's very clunky and very slow. And then there's modern where you can aim down sights, but it's it's literally like four game modes for one and three for the other. And like the other one isn't even unlocked. It's just... It's bad. It's bad, you guys. And I hear the campaign is better, you know, because it's by remedy. But I'm not even. I'm not even going to jump into it. And, and none of the achievements are tied to the single player. And that's what I wanted to play. So there's. I'm. I'm not going to play it. So Bubble Boy, what about you? What have you been playing? Are you? Did you finish Dying Light too? No, but I'm really enjoying it. And it was. I was thinking about it when you were talking about fast travel because there is fast travel in dying light but i don't care to use it because traveling in that game is what that game's about and it's like so fun yeah. it's so fun yeah um and uh, and so yes that same sentiment in halo but it's it's that's the star of the show is the parkour and stuff and so um i'm really enjoying it i have had some pretty major bugs that aren't game breaking, but definitely change the way the game is played. Um, for example, one of them is this skill you get where you're supposed to be able to just like land on somebody from above and like execute them right away. And that just, it, the entire thing doesn't exist for me. I bought the skill or not bought it, but like I, you know, I purchased a skill in my skill tree and it just doesn't ever even pop up. Um, your little search button where you can see what kind of like goodies are around you. It works like half the time. So you usually just have to you hold it down. And so it's like double click, hold down, which did the, did the first game have a search like that? I can't remember. I don't think it did. If it did, so. I don't remember it. Maybe I feel it like I that's, remember. I know I, it, it, I, I don't remember, but it, so there was those two. And then today, just before I jumped on here, there was one that was actually more funny than anything. And I saved a clip of it, but I was tinkering, getting into this, um, safe at the, at the top of this building, which took probably, I don't know, one minute to climb, which isn't very long, but it still takes a lot of time, but it, it's fun climbing them by the way. But, 
I get all the way up top, unlock this safe, and it just like, and it just drops me as if the floor didn't even exist anymore, um, which was it was just kind of funny. And then I'm like in this room surrounded by zombies that are all like, oh, fresh meat, and then I had to run back up to get into the safe again. So it again, nothing horrific and and that I can't get around, but it's it's definitely. I will say more glitchy or more bugs than I experienced the first time I played Cyberpunk over a year ago. Will you finish Speaking. it before Elden Ring? That's so yeah, I, I I have it's a fantastic question because I was asking myself that like when I was driving home today. Don't force it. Actually. And don't I, force yeah, it, I Jose. don't want to That's what I she had, said. <laughs> I try not <laughs> Yeah. I was um, I, w- I try not to watch a bunch of videos on games that I'm like really, really excited for. And so I hadn't watched very much Dying Light stuff. And, um, but I did watch one that that was one of their, you know, pro strats, like do not rush through this game. Cause there's obviously so, so much cool stuff to do. And, and I am enjoying it and it hasn't gotten felt like a chore yet, but I also, I've saw, seen a lot of reviews that said the story is no good and it's really bland and basic and it is basic, but it's good. I feel compelled to do the things I'm doing, which, and it's such a big open world game like that, I think is is forgotten a lot of times to make side quests matter and not just, you know, fetch quests and stuff. Like, each one matters. And then, and this isn't a spoiler, so please don't say it is. There, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um... Some of the side quests are quizzes that you have to take with characters, which I think is super cool. It's not giving anything away. It makes you really have to pay attention to the world and the environment. Um, of course, you can just retake the quiz, but you only get credit if you get like all five answers right. And I'm sure you could just trial and error your way through it. But um, I thought that was really kind of cool because I had been paying attention to the story. And so I've aced everyone so far, but. Thanks for that spoiler there, Bubble Boy. Speaking of cyberpunk, let's head straight into Xbox news. And this is coming from the Xbox Wire. Cyberpunk 2077 next-gen update now available for Xbox Series X and S by Robert Malinowski, global communications lead at CG Project Red on February 15th. The available the next gen update is available now for Series X and S. Also, a free trial is also available. I think you get five hours. It features graphical improvements, faster loading times, ray tracing on Series X, and more. And this is a free upgrade for anyone who owns it on Xbox One. So performance mode on Series X is a targeted, I think probably, I don't know, it says 4K 60 frames per second, I believe. And then the um Dynamic scaling for uh, 4K scaling. For is, ray tracing and stuff? I'm guessing ray tracing in 4K 30. And then the Series S is 1440p dynamic scaling 30 frames per second. I'm hoping they'll add a 1080p 60 FPS for the uh, Series S there. I don't own this game. Jose still has his wrapped in shrink wrap. Jose, it's are you going to jump in <laughs> to Cyberpunk? After you finish, if you finish Elden Ring. Okay, that was hurtful. But yes, I will absolutely jump into Cyberpunk 
after uh, Elden Ring. I, I, I genuinely, since the beginning, despite all the hate, I like the, the premise. I like the setting. I love Keanu Reeves. Like, no shame about that. So I'm, I'm pumped to play it. And I part of the reason why I didn't want to jump in was because I knew, like, with all the fall, we had, like, Halo. We had so much to do. I, do, I genuinely want to just enjoy the city. Like, I want to explore kind of like Chance is doing with Dying Light. Like, I don't want to rush through Cyberpunk to get to something else. And after Elden Ring, I don't really have a lot on the docket other than cleaning up some old stuff and maybe digging into some things that are on my backlog. So I will definitely look into it. To your point about the 60p on uh, or 60 FPS for Series S, I saw a report today that said they will not bring that it, because the Series S can't handle that. Like it's it's pushing that much because of what they're pulling for all this stuff. So you know, and and I know. Could the hardware possibly do it? Yeah, probably. But again, they've run into so many hiccups with this. They don't want to do this unless it's perfect at this point. I think it was smart and something that we said months ago, like it's going to go free to play. That's literally what they're doing, right? It's going free to play, at least for a trial. So yeah, excited to play. And uh, I think it's a pretty big the patch. Uh, Bacon, how big was the patch? It was like 60 gigs, right? Or something like that. Do you remember? Yeah, you have to like re-download the game. Yeah, right? it was a full game re-download. Six, six, just shy of seventy, I believe it was. So it's just wipe it clean, start it over. Bubble Smart. Boy, I you've already played it. I think you got every achievement. Do I buy the game now at thirty, or do I wait until it's on Game Pass? I, th- I thought you bought it at ten. Not long I did, ago. and then I sold it back to GameStop for eighteen. My, okay. boy. Yeah, that okay. That makes sense. <laughs> um, it. You know what you actually should do is is try that free trial. Download it with that free trial and just see if you like it. Why not? What I don't understand. Well, I know I'm gonna like it. Like I I've want like Jose said I've wanted to play this game. I just refuse to play broken games these days. I'm not about yeah, well. It's I bought Battlefield. Oh my god. Oh. But so and you played Crossfire I, and apparently a lot of it. I've played sixty matches, guys. I'm going for the hundred. Um. No, I'm just kidding. Sit. I have like 30. So I had to do the homework. I put in the time. You got it's not they're not that long. I'm I'm playing team deathmatch and it's 100 kills. It's very fast. It's and I'm just literally like just no. kill me now. I'm I in just... it you you need to give Cyberpunk a shot. It I is It'll be lots of fun. Even the bugs that I experienced were not anything that m- took away from the experience. Your Series X is going to run it just fine. You're going to love it. Um what about achievements attainable or i don't think i got a thousand out of thousand on it um if i remember right there are there were a couple that i was just like i Uh, don't want it to feel like a grind and i don't want to go for that and i really enjoyed everything that i did and i just was ready to you know be like i don't want to turn this into something that i'm like a chore gotcha so, Bacon, I already know you mentioned you've already t- tested it out. Are you going to play that soon, or are you going to be playing any of the more recent games that came out, like Dying Light or Elden Ring, or or do you just have your own plan on what you're going to be playing? You have a, Actually, wait, you have a lot of great games that you haven't played that you still get to play. So when do you think you're actually going to dive into Cyberpunk? Well, I think I'm going to put Skull down, because as Jose says, it's pretty frustrating. Um... It's either Cyberpunk or Skyrim. You got to choose. You got to choose which one you want me to play here, bud. So uh, I'll probably do Cyberpunk. I that was, no sorry, that's a no-brainer. Skyrim's probably the yeah yeah uh, Skyrim. There's there's no way I get it done before Elden Ring comes out, and so 
No. And I still God, don't no. even know why I'm so excited for Elden Ring. I yeah, just, me neither. This is the JR Martin aspect of it and all that's yeah. what's got me more intrigued. And it does look incredible. Uh, so I'm assuming Elden Ring is going to take over my life for a while if I can. Have you played any of the, the Souls games? Uh, I played Demon Souls, and I'm not good. So oh, I, oh, I can already tell my game. frustration. My frustration levels are going to be yeah. High. You'll play yeah. You'll play Cyberpunk after you're like I can't do this. Yeah. I want <laughs> to know where we can find how we can get our whole se- ourselves a hold of some COVID so we can all have the next ten days mm. off when Elden Ring comes out. <laughs> You've you know, got days stacked. We all have days stacked. You could just take. I don't. Days I, off. I, not I. I burned my bank with Annie and my. Oh yeah, leave. I forgot the two. See, I didn't have to because we had a nanny then, so I didn't have to burn them all when we had the twins. I earned them back. Um, but even with my short playthrough when it originally came out, I didn't experience any but real bugs on the on the Series X. It looked good, performed good. Uh, it was probably just snobbery that I waited till this mm-hmm. patch to finally uh, really get into it. So. I think you probably would like it. The world is vibrant. There's so much stuff oh, yeah, being said for every person you pass. And it's not the cleanest game. It's a little dirty if senses of humor and stuff like that. But I think you'd enjoy Cyberpunk. No, I'm excited to play it eventually. There are just other games on the priority list right now. Let's move into the next story. I'm going to head straight to Bubble Boy. for this. No spoilers, though, because we got to remember, we got somebody who just played this or is playing it for the first time. This came from Netflix Geeked on their Twitter on February 15th. We all make choices, but in the end, our choices make us. Netflix plus Bioshock, would you kindly stay tuned? And tying into that, Bubble Boy, I believe, sent me a link that says all of the upcoming video games movies for 2022 and beyond. And this is from Games Radar Plus. And this is from Rachel Weber. And so here are the game, the movie tie-ins, or I guess video game movies coming out. And uh, I don't know when the dates are, but I'm just going to start signing them off. And you guys remember and take a look and tell me what you're excited about, Chance. So we've got Uncharted. Kind of want to go see this Friday. Sonic the Hedgehog 2. This is in April. Super Mario Brothers. This is a Christmas movie. The Division. Uh, We don't know yet. Minecraft. The movie. Metal Gear Solid, sign me up. I think that'd be a great movie. Five Nights at Freddy's. I believe Chance tried this and just doesn't get that game. Splinter Cell, also a fantastic movie that uh, would be a part of the uh, Tom Clancy universe. Tomb Raider 2, speaking of, never saw the first one. Call of Duty, Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, that would just be a generic action Michael Bay film to me. Mass Effect, man, uh, Mass Effect could do so much. That sign me up. Firewatch, uh, interested to know if Bacon played Firewatch and Gears of, Gears of War has great movie potential. They've been talking about. They just need to do it. Sign up, Dave Bautista already. Get him in, and then. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. I haven't played it yet, but I could see that being very good. We already had uh, The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise. I don't know how you could compete with that. Portal. Uh, maybe. Sleeping Dogs. That would be that could be a good movie. I could see that. Um, great game, by the way. If you haven't played Sleeping Dogs, check that one out ASAP. Bring that back, actually. Bring me a sequel. So Bubble Boy, 
are you I mean I already know you you would want a Bioshock <clears throat> movie oh yeah so I have to ask you very quickly though I think other people have been talking everyone seems to be like oh no I want I want TV shows I want it to be shows I want more of it no I am on the movie I, side of things. I have limited time. I can't be spending 10 hours for all of these shows. Speaking of, yep. I'm, I finished episode two of Boba Fett, still caca. My gosh. Apparently, this show turns it around big time, Bubble Boy. Yeah. Wow. I, it's pretty Look bad. Look at all the faces. Look at every other face. Uh, it... it Stick with it. No, they're saying it's bad, but but, I, but still, but but couldn't no, that have been a movie? Couldn't have been a good movie. It, it, they couldn't have they'd achieved the same thing in a good two two and a half hour movie. I Boba think Fett, so. no, no, Boba oh. Fett couldn't have. Mando, they could have done the same thing. They could have had two no. movies. Make them movies, guys. We don't My, need ten hour uh, epics no. for everything. Stop. Certain things. Here, if, let's hear. Your here's thoughts. what I'm Go saying ahead, though, Bob. too. So with the Star Wars universe, absolutely, and I will devote however many hours they want me to devote, especially when John Favreau's in charge of it. Yeah. My goodness. Um, with so many of those other things, I agree with you completely that that a movie might give them more bang for their buck in terms of my staying power with it. Um, so many on that list, and that was Jose that sent that list, but I think the thing that worries me about so many on that list and Bioshock isn't in, included in this is that, like you said, with Call of Duty, that's – the. It, what is it even going to be, right? Like, what story are they going to tell? It could be anything, and yeah, and it'll be uh, Michael Bay, and it'll probably have, like, oh, gosh, I can't even think of the guy's name right now, like some generic Which white guy. And, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> Metal Gear Solid, I'd be excited for that one, but I, I would worry if it's not if it's not David Hayter or... Um, See, but we got to get over uh, that because we we're not getting the Master Chief, we're not getting Steve Downs. Yeah, it's Master not going to show. We just got to accept that. And Kiefer Sutherland, or right, like, but but so many of those other ones, it's just like, what are what are you really planning to do with that? Make money. I don't I don't really know, and and I yeah, make money, and and then I don't want to see things like with Uncharted happen where I'm like, yeah, that is nothing like the Nathan Drake that I've ever seen or heard or know of. And to be fair I, with Uncharted, I think the problem isn't necessarily who's playing Nathan Drake. It's that Tom Holland. Poor Tom Holland. The more I think about it, you just can't unsee Spider-Man. That's his problem. And his stature, well, exactly. like, that's and Spidey. That, that's Spider-Man. But, you know, like, and, and, it, it and he's a good actor, it, too. Like, Yep. I'm pissed off at Splinter Cell because I want a Splinter Cell game. My God, give us a Splinter Cell game before you give us another Splinter they Cell movie. They did say movie. they are. Maybe Tomb Raider, together, Tomb Raider none coming. of those have ever been good. The, this, the reboot um, obviously was okay. Mass Effect, same thing. Mm, they all suck. Um, <laughs> Mass Effect, I want the game before I want the movie. Firewatch already was a movie, so I don't know why yeah. they're doing another one. <laughs> you know, and then Gears of War, you said it. Ghost of Tsushima, Shushima, blah. Shushima. That one to me again is like incredible. Could be an incredible story, but the world building, it's like it's like actual history stuff so it's kind of like i mean what are they really gonna do portal i don't care about sorry the but right. to go back sorry to the very beginning one bioshock division, that would is be good. That would something be good. that i think they could do the division could be right but it it what will it possibly have to do with the story and i guess it'll just be the little watch things right and the virus but that's where bioshock could be so cool because they could take that universe that universe is so massive and so unique and so cool 
that they could tell a completely different story with little pieces of it if they have the right music again, you know, all that like 1930s, 40s music, um, especially if they have to use Rapture. I know we, you know, I love the, I can't think of it all of a sudden, the one up in the Liberty sky, City, but right? like, don't oh, say it, don't Liberty say it, don't City, say yeah. it. He's going to get to it. No, it's called No, Columbia. Liberty no. City is, Liberty City's uh, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, sorry, my bad. Yeah, it's Columbia. So I don't know, yeah, and and thank goodness, yeah, Bacon, you told us that you it was first time. Otherwise, I'd have just spoiled the crap out of that. <laughs> um, Chance, I will say I think this should be a collection of movies, maybe a trilogy, because you could get a lot out of it. Even though I'm anti-show, you know, like, but I don't know, is it enough to have a show? I think you could have a pretty good story in a movie for this. So I, I agree. I had another question for you about a movie, but I forgot. I'll go to Bacon. Oh, that's what it was. Bacon, have you played Firewatch? And do any of these movies excite you or potential movies draw any interest from you? I have not played Firewatch, but let's be honest. The Division could be an awesome movie, especially I think I read there's Jake Gyllenhaal might be. I mean, think about it. Dollar Blue, the Dollar Bill flu, post-apocalyptic, World War Z, you name it. I think that one's got the best chance to be a success. Um, and Ghost of Tsushima is a fantastic game and I think would make a fantastic movie as you said um, The Last Samurai is probably my favorite Tom Cruise movie I've probably seen it 87 times so I can't comment Dude, on that, Bioshock that sword bet, scene uh, at the end so sick. wait Daniel isn't Man. just like adamantly disagreeing with you, you? About I, am, Vanilla Sky. I am shocked yeah, oh, no, I'm not, he, you can have your own Tom's wow. favorite Tom, Tom Cruise movie. I, I mean, I don't on. know but that I've ever been allowed to have my scene, own favorite anything on this show. Top Gun, nor has Jose. The sword scene at the end of of uh, of uh, Last Summer is phenomenal. The whole uh, ethics the of that whole movie, movie. Eh, whatever, but it was good. It was entertaining. No, the whole movie, good, start to finish. Just, uh, I, I think Metal Gear, you could probably do a pretty decent movie with. Um, and we all love Tomb Raider with Laura Croft and. Uh, Angelina Jolie. Oof. So, um, if we think about the history of games that are made into movies, it's not very good, with the exception of Sonic, which even my wife enjoyed Sonic. Uh, but when you Oof. think about the Assassin's Creeds, and it's, I mean, yeah. I didn't hate the Assassin's Creed movie, but there's quite a history of them not being great. Mortal Kombat back in the day, those ones were, this new one was pretty decent. Uh, so it's a it's a high bar to clear, and I think uh, gamers we we put false expectations or, or set the barrier too high, and then they don't live up to what we like. Uh, so I think they're kind of damned if they do, damned if they don't when it comes to video game movies. But watch out for the division. I think that will be a okay. win. Okay, I will say this, Chance. As much as I don't like The Last of Us as a video game. I think that has potential to be a good show, a better show, actually. It already is a cinema. That, that's more of a, you're already watching a show and you occasionally participate <laughs> with some stealth and some shooting. So um, I do think there's potential in that. And I will give props to the team at Naughty Dog and the writers and all of them. Like that's already what they're kind of going for. Chipotle Bear, what do you think? Well, I mean, I already know you're excited for a, a Bioshock, so you don't need to answer that. What are some of the potential films coming out that you are excited about? So 
I do want to answer that. I have lots of thoughts, but one quick thing just to point out about Boba Fett. And to be fair, I'm not caught up on the show. I think I just finished episode three, but I just want to point out one thing that I think you're forgetting about the reason why Disney and all these platforms, Netflix, Hulu, Peacock, everybody is doing this is because they're trying to get a new generation of people into the IP that they have and that people love. Like an example is Penelope, my daughter, like Penelope doesn't have the history of the nine movies. Even if, she, if I tried to get her to watch them, she would get bored after 30 minutes because there's there's too much there for, for I mean, she's young to be fair, but she likes Boba Fett. And, and it's, to me, that's, that's enough for me to want to watch it with her. Even though, yes, the first two episodes were, they were slow. They weren't amazing, but it was enough where she liked the character. She liked the alien. She liked the setting. And now she wants to keep watching with me. And that's, that's the gift of it in of itself. So just keep that frame of mind too, that it's not just about the hardcore fans. Counterpoint. Of, you just said it's too long after 30 minutes. Each episode is like an hour. Also counterpoint. Did we have series of Star Wars to get into it, or did we just get no, into it? No, but we didn't have everything else either. Keep going. Keep going. We had, we, well, there was a lot less available media when we were younger. Like, there was just not other stuff, right? And here, I mean, now just the amount of stuff is insane. So I, I appreciate what they're doing. Anyway, to the movie thing. Certainly, super, certainly pumped for Bioshock. Like, loved the Bioshock games and super excited for the movie. You know, I'm excited. I'm curious to see what will happen with Uncharted. Like, I agree with everything you said about Tom Holland, even though I love him as an actor and as a person. I just, it's just hard not to see Nathan Drake in, as like an older guy. Um, in addition to that, I mean, I, I, I like the Tomb Raider movies. I know they're cheesy. I loved Angelina Jolie. I liked The New Girl. I, I do agree that Division could be sweet. I think that could actually be a really great movie. You know, I think just more than anything, and we've mentioned it before, I'm just happy they're trying to make good game movies. You know, like I agree with Bacon, but the new Mortal Kombat was pretty good. And the the reality is, like, if you took the game, not the new games, but think like Mortal Kombat 2 and 3 and 4 and stuff, and you said, we're going to make this a movie, and you're like, how? This is literally just a bunch of freaking weird, like, superhero knockoffs fighting each other. How are you going to make a sensible movie? And they did, right? Like, it was cool, and I, I enjoyed it. I just watched it again recently while I was doing work one night. It's a great movie. It's cool that they're getting legitimacy in this, and they're getting AAA names, you know what I'm saying? Like, despite whether you think Mark Wahlberg is the right Sully or whether you think Tom Holland is the right Nathan Drake, those are AAA names. And for that starting to legitimize the industry for movies and shows, I think is pretty cool and speaks a lot to a, a medium that we all love and appreciate. So whatever comes out, I'm really excited. You know, definitely pumped for Halo. I know we didn't even mention that, but the, the Halo show, and I know there's been lots of criticism already. I'm like, what's it going to be in that kind of stuff? Again, I'm just happy they're making it, man. Like, they still, it's going to be great, so... Yeah, I agree. And like like you said, they're trying to bring more people in, like you just said. So, of course, Halo has to – it can't be everything we expect from a Halo as a gamer who's you know been playing it for 20 years. you got to make some changes and make it your own, and, and we just have to accept that. Make it your own with Uncharted. I, I feel like Uncharted will probably be okay and entertaining, but Tom Holland – no, they literally just picked Tom Holland because it's his name, and he seems to be like Sony's puppet. Like anything Sony-related – they're going to get Tom Holland to be the main character for everything. So, Oh, okay. Sorry. I'm skipping straight to, sorry, skipping straight to game pass editions. Mass effect legendary edition is on cloud available. Now lawn mowing simulator. This was supposed to come to Xbox one, but they, for some reason aren't bringing it to Xbox one that they struck that out. Madden NFL 22, just in time. The super Bowl's over guys. And you know what that means? Madden is an EA play. Thank you. I was just about to buy this. Screw it. Now I can play it for free. 
This is for Bacon right here. Total War Warhammer 3 for you PC nerds on February 17th. Available day one with PC Game Pass, the cataclysmic conclusion to the Total War Warhammer trilogy is coming. Rally your forces and step into the realm of chaos, a dimension of mind-bending horror where the very fate of the world will be decided. Will you conquer your demons or command them? Check out the achievements that you can earn to boost your gamer score. RoboQuest Game Preview, ID at Xbox, February 22nd. A fast-paced FPS, oh, here we go, roguelite for bacon again, playable in solo or co-op. Set in a scorched future world, you battle against hordes of deadly robots in a high-octane gameplay. Your high-powered, hyper-mobile guardian is ready to fight through an ever-changing environment fueled by an adrenaline-pumping soundtrack. Galactic Civilizations 3, PC, ID at Xbox on the 24th. Build a civilization that will stand the test of time and take the galaxy by storm in the largest spaced four-time strategy game ever. Choose from dozens of unique races and make a name for yourself through diplomacy, espionage, tactical advances, and much more. Here's one for Bubble Boy. Super Mega Baseball 3 on console. EA Play, February 24th. Run up the score in a relaxed slugfest or push the limits of your reflexes in this refined baseball simulator that's perfect for rookies and pros alike. The third entry in the series features all new franchise, online leagues, practice modes, plus improved graphics and on-field additions. I believe Cordy Morgs is a big fan of Super Mega Baseball. And finally... Alice Madness Returns on PC EA Play the 28th. Coming soon is Alice Madness Returns, and it delves deep into the dark and violent side of imagination, creating a nightmarish wonderland where Alice must face the demons that haunt her visions. Also, in case you missed it, Battlefield Bad Company 2, great game. The best Battlefield uh, is on PC and EA Play Night. Peggle Knights, uh, EA Play and then what is leaving Game Pass? Leaving February 28th. Uh, Hypnospace Outlaw, Cloud Console PC. Killer Queen Black, I've heard good things about this game. Cloud and Console, leaving Game Pass. Stealth Inc. 2, Cloud and Console. And uh, Toyo Luna Knights, don't know about that. And then additionally, Titanfall is going to be leaving EA Play on March 1st, 2022. What a great game. Uh, Bubble Boy, are you going to check out any of these games? Are you going to play Madden finally? Yeah, I mean, Patty Ma's on the cover, so I got to <laughs> boot it up for a little bit and probably get whatever achievement is tied to the picture with him so I can <laughs> change my background up. I've had the Halo one up for a long time, so... The dynamic Halo. Why would you change yeah. it? I don't or they know. might. Well, they might have a Tyreek doing this or something. Oh, Just gotta get don't. that achievement, change background. So, <laughs> Jose, are you? None of these games. No. No, I'm actually, the Al- the through. Alice one. If it was on console, I would consider. I back when it came out, I thought it looked interesting. No, it real. is. It is. It's saying. It already is on console. It's saying okay. it's on the PC too. Oh, okay. it's yeah, for the PC. I mean, and that that's one I I would love to go back to. Yeah, it just it looks cool, but again, I don't I don't think I'll play it anytime soon. And the and then Super Mega Baseball, I'm not usually a sports game guy, but it reminds me, Chance, what was that Super Nintendo baseball game we used to play way back in the day? Where like when you get an error, your face would like go like kind of, and we always thought you got racked when it happened, but it was just an error. I don't remember what it was called. It reminded me of that. I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm gonna look it up now. All right, Bacon. 
have you played these Total War Warhammer games? I know nothing about them. Yeah, I have. They're somewhat of an acquired taste. They're really well regarded and loved. Um, I'm just happy to see. Um, it's action. It they're actually total uh, Warhammer itself is uh-huh. is like a whole universe, and so there's so many games made in that. There's strategy games. There's action adventures like uh, that forty thousand Dark Tide that's yeah. coming to um, Game Pass later in the year, I believe it is. That one's just a straight up FPS shooter. So it's just they license the IP and put the Warhammer name on whatever spin they want. It's just it's just kind of nice to see PC getting the love because they felt kind of left out for a long time and Xbox Game Pass and now it's PC Game Pass. Um, the Blizzard acquisition is going to come in big on that for the PC crowd. Uh, and don't tell Jay Bizzle about Madden because we don't want to lose him to 4 a.m. <laughs> Madden sessions before oh, work. No. I, hear, I hear we need an intervention for that man when oh, it comes no. to uh, the Madden games. You're right, Bacon. And he didn't have to buy this, and now he's going to go crazy with the yeah, Madden Yeah, he's the problem. He's the reason we don't have connected franchise. <laughs> we just keep putting these mutt packs out. And, oh, right. my Gosh, um, Jose, the game was extra innings, extra innings baseball. That's right. Did that ever come out on Xbox? I feel Um, like that. Super NES. Um, all right, guys, let's jump into our favorite and closing segment. And we've made it to the end of the power on the story of Xbox documentary. We are going to go over chapter six, an emotional one for all of us TV or not TV. So please. Raise your hand, get my attention, let me know what you're thinking as I go through the dark days of Xbox right here. At the time, before the launch of the Xbox One, the intent was to bring a new audience into gaming, said Helen Ching of Minecraft, head of Minecraft. Enter Xbox Entertainment Studios. Hmm. Doesn't that sound very familiar to PlayStation Productions that just had an intro scroll reveal this week, you guys? I just want to point out that Xbox was trying all these crazy, spooky ideas that I don't want to be a part of, but then PlayStation just does it eight years later and like, oh, this is the coolest thing ever. I can't wait for all these PlayStation games to have movie and TV tie-ins. Anyway, May 21st, 2013, you guys, and I remember exactly where I was on this day. A date that will live in infamy. A literal date? Or a calendar date? Yes. Yes. The all-in-one system. As they were watching all of the people at Microsoft, one of the Xbox engineers notices they haven't talked about any games yet. Dot, dot, dot. You serious, Clark? Xbox. Watch, Watch TV. Show me the TV guide. TV, 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 TV. Probably could have done a better job with communicating that we were dedicated to excellent in gaming, said Don Matrick during this interview. So, guys, I just want to take a break right here. I remember where I was for this. I was uh, employed at Tipsy's at the time, and I remember lining up my lunch break to be able to watch the console reveal. And I remember I was, you know, super Xbox at the time. Xbox could do no wrong. Xbox super fanboy, Daddy Diwali right here. And as I'm watching this, I remember thinking, ooh, 
something is not right. That was not good. And so there's another coworker who was there with me. He's like, oh, did you see they announced the new Xbox? And I was like, yeah, I hope you didn't watch that press conference. I specifically remember watching and being like, ooh, what is this? Uh, Jose or Chance, did you guys watch this at all? Or no, you probably were at normal work and you probably didn't working. get a chance. Yeah, you were. Yeah, so you're okay. Bacon, did you watch the Xbox One reveal? I did. And uh, yeah, it's it's a stain on the history of this company and we should just forget it ever happened. <laughs> I never even plugged the HDMI. I never even plugged my cable box in that thing. It was so useless. And oh, Really? I that, actually did. Uh, I did too. <laughs> I like I the just, HDMI in. I I'm trying that. to watch a I'm trying to watch a movie that I'm into and all of a sudden I see Tommy John is online. Billy Bob sent you a message. Like yep. I don't if I'm trying to be immersed in a movie, I don't need updates of my friends yeah. coming online. And it you, just, you know that still ugh. happens, Bacon, when you're watching Netflix stuff, but you can turn those off. But anyway, Bacon, I do want to say um, I did use the HDMI in, and I did think that was pretty cool because I would be a nerd and snap my TV to the side and then you know play a game uh, on, on the on the bigger part of the screen. But do you remember feeling as you watched it, they're like, like this is not good or were you just like eh, okay or like i see potential or were you still like hyped i guess after you I watched it i liked the idea more than the execution i like microsoft has always been at the forefront of a lot of things and they've been way too early mm-hmm. on so many things that we use now that, that in 2013 when this thing came out mm-hmm. they were talking about and it was just the death of the industry but now everybody's but, using yeah. it i haven't bought a physical piece of media <laughs> And as long as I can Me remember, either. but Microsoft has always been too Bad early. Timing. And yeah, just like Angry Joe's response to that. And it was just like, that's about where I was at. It was just like, I don't think I really caught the whole, you know, no games, but it was so much TV yeah. and it was just drowned out by TV, 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 TV. And I, and I didn't really, you know, make that connection until much later that oh, they didn't. Yeah. Uh, cover any games but it was uh oh don matrick yeah same same for me on that go ahead chance i just gotta wonder what those some of those meetings were like in in terms of those earlier episodes talking about how like fiery some of them could have been and oh you're going against the brand and you can't do this but we trust you and if there was like how much pushback there was from anybody on his team or even from the marketing team that's like look we can do all the things you're talking about. We're just not nobody, nobody who wants like, I'm trying to think like the typical we purchaser isn't tuning into that show that you guys both did. Jose and I are both huge gamers and neither one of us tuned into that show. So imagine, you know, all the people that are actually watching that or even people that watch E3, they don't care. They're not there for us, those other things. And I just, I find it hard to believe that nobody voiced that concern. And it's, I just am curious at what was going on on the back end that made them stick with it. And, and was it, is it, is that guy just like such a like power? I, I don't know. No, I think Bacon brings a good point. Like their vision 
was right. Like we are in a digital future and we do consume all kinds of stuff on our totally. Xboxes and it does they do just us. Sold it, was, it wrong. Exactly. The marketing was incorrect. And then they had a plan to get the games, like I was going to say next at E3, but they should have started with that. They were more excited about talking about what the console, the hardware could do than focusing on, Hey, this is plays video games first. And that should have been it. They should have, if they would have just shown the console and be like, here are some great games coming out and we can't wait to show you what else this thing does. Who knows how last generation could have turned out. And also connect is an optional accessory. You don't need to play by it. Like if they would have just made like those two simple changes right off the bat, Xbox one would have been a, a bigger success, but they came out trying to push too much that people weren't ready for, even though we're all, accepting and doing it now and it's i think it's so funny about the push for tv and movies and entertainment and literally that is what sony is doing right now i i, I it is it is crazy um let's keep going so like i said wait, wait, hang on. three oh, two things for people that didn't watch the show they actually did talk there was a halo tv show way back at this point in 2013 a lot of people don't actually know that that's like the same show yeah, so but I'm saying like that the, it just be, finally got made now. That's what I'm saying. People don't realize it was this old that we saw a teaser at this thing literally, and everyone's like that. That was the first thing they actually did. So people were kind of like, okay, I mean that's cool. I'm here for games, but that's cool. Like keep going. I also thought it was really interesting. They yeah. mentioned this was the first press conference they've had where social media really was available to Microsoft. I mean, it's obviously been there for the other Xboxes, but like there was one thing where they said like. You know, I think one of the executives was like, "What's the what's the feeling out there?" As they were like doing this, and the guy came in and was like, "This is not going well." <laughs> like it, basically, they they had that immediate feedback, um, which was just interesting because they didn't have that in the past. This just happened to be not good feedback. So anyway, that's I just wanted to add that you can keep going. Yeah, and uh, also a huge shout out to uh, um, Cognito. And oh gosh, what's his name? Did you see my tweet bacon to King? Uh, what's his What's his name? Oh man, he, he was talking. He was talking about how uh, Roger King David, King David. Shout out to King David OTW on. Um, he's also an Iron Lord. He 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 hosted on Defining Duke this week, and they're talking at like a reflection on the Xbox One. He was talking about. He's like, I remember watching, and he's like, and then all of a sudden they're talking about TV, and then Roger Goodell comes onto the stage and I'm like, what is Roger Goodell doing here? Well, okay. So weird, the TV content that they press. And looking back, man, it was so bad. But anyway, moving on, Sony's E3, or sorry, E3 2013, we're going to turn the ship around. We have a chance. We Just show us games. We're going to show you all these cool games. And to be fair, I think the Xbox One launch lineup was way better than PlayStation's, probably their best launch lineup ever. But... They were going to launch at four hundred and ninety nine U.S. dollars. Then Sony follows up with their E3 pre press conference and three hundred ninety nine dollars price tag for their console. That was also more powerful, didn't have the bundled connect. And Xbox is very surprised, caught off guard, blindsided by the price difference. They didn't think that was going to happen. Bonnie Ross had this quote, 360 was the best place to develop, best for core gamers, but then we flipped it with Xbox One. It was none of those. It was an entertainment box. Horrible messaging on sharing games. And then there comes the infamous, this is how you share games on PS4. 
Shuhei Yoshida came to stab Xbox right in the heart with that death blow with a 10-second commercial that we will always remember. Nobody knew how to share games. No, everyone was confused. And to be fair, uh, things would continue with the status quo. I mean, we still can share hard copies now, and and the digital future would have been a great thing. But again, it came down to the horrible messaging. Uh and then 7-1-2013, 18 days after E3, Don Matrick leaves Xbox to become president at Zynga. Thanks, Don. I got to give him a lot of credit for coming on this show, trying to express his vision. I, I Everybody hates him, but I, I respect him for coming on. And I also respect that he did have a vision that, a lot of it did end up happening. Like we we do have this, they were just ahead of the curve. We do have this all digital future now and the way we consume things through our Xbox, it, it has changed dramatically since 2013. It was just too early. He, he had some good ideas and they wanted to reach out to more gamers and that's what Xbox is doing now with xCloud and having Game Pass available on any device. So go ahead, Chipotle Bear, what were you going to say about this? So I have a question for you three actually with your respective wives. And and so this is, in as I was really watching this and, and really enjoying it, because again, this was like the prime time of us coming back together and getting into gaming and stuff and living mm -hmm. through it genuinely, even though we I know we lived through the other stuff too. One of the core issues I found with Xbox One, and I didn't, I know we've already talked about like what they should have done is focus on games and said, and you can watch TV. Like that's a bonus thing and just kind of mentioned it and left it on the side and let people discover it. And I think they would have really liked it more that way than forcing it down their throats like the Connect. Same thing with the Connect, it would have made it cheaper, obviously. My question for you is this part of the issue in my household and why this was unsuccessful, and this is not a, this is not a knock on my wonderful and beautiful wife, was that. Victoria is not familiar with the Xbox controller in the same way that I am, right? So like when I'm like, I got to push the X button. She's like, which one? Like the big X button? I said, no, 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 that's the Xbox button. I meant the X button. Like controlling TV was was suddenly hard for her when I did that, when I did hook up my cable. Where like before for the entirety of her entire life, we have a we have a cable controller, right? And now I want to turn on the TV, babe. And like you grab the Xbox controller and she's like, what do I do? Like that was an inherent and I think pretty big oversight in this whole piece too that people don't consider is like if you were going to control your TV, yeah, you could buy an Xbox controller that was the TV controller, but that's more money. Most people just want to use what came with the box. Like that's that's a whole new learning curve, right? For if you're really going to get into this whole system that was just, it was just a big oversight, man. So I, that, my question, was that an issue in your houses at all or was that just my house up in North Denver? I think that was just your house because we would just use the voice commands. The voice commands really worked. Like Xbox Watch CBS, Xbox Watch Fox, like it was legit. The voice commands were the best part of Connect. I, I will say that those worked fairly well. Saying Xbox on, saying Xbox, record that. Like that, that was pretty cool. Or Fire Volley, anyone remember that? And Rise, Bubble Boy, <laughs> yeah. uh, Bacon. Did you ever use your Connect or no? You would just abandoned xbox one at this point right after did you get one well i did and i actually sold my connect like six months later for like a hundred bucks someone actually bought it off me awesome but i did use the voice commands a lot and i i get you jose my wife absolutely hated trying to use that guide she absolutely despised it and the one thing that killed it, I think I, and I lied earlier, I think I had it hooked up for maybe a week 
and they turned on the TV once to watch. And I remember what it was, my roommate, my wife and the Xbox was in an update and it was an update that took like 32 minutes to update, download and install. And they're like, nah, nah, this goes. And literally <laughs> Jason, come get your magic box out of the living room. <laughs> seriously they're like what is going on here and you know the old uh, i can't old even hard watch drive. tv yeah the old slow hard drive on wi-fi uh, and it was taking forever and i don't know if that uh, the update hung up or whatnot but they're like nah that's it no more no more xbox down here so i had to move the xbox shortly after and that was that so back to the launch of the xbox one the console did sell pretty well through the december it was the number one selling console in december but by April, things took a turn for the worse and was outsold six to eight to one. I remember Phil Spencer saying that Xbox is in a bad place. The brand was in jeopardy. No next console is guaranteed. No one is playing Atari except for Bacon or Genesis or uh, uh, Mike Nichols marketing at this point. Doing the same thing is not going to work. Enter Phil Spencer, our gaming lord and savior as head of Xbox. Phil inherits not only a broken business at the time, but a broken culture. Shannon Loftus, huge shout out to all of her insight throughout the series. She had some really good quotes in here. Phil said, if you can't empower great people to do great things, you should give up. So here was his plan to turn the Xbox ship around. Decision number one, easy. Xbox One, $399, no connect in June. Decision two, shut down Xbox Entertainment Studios. Notice Sony going hard in on, on this one right now. Decision three, prioritize independent developers, ID at Xbox. We gotta get content. Uh, I started to follow. Shout out to Chris Charla, head of ID at Xbox. He enters. Gamers don't care if it's from a big company or not. Gamers just want to play good games. Give us good content. It's very true. In 2014, Microsoft buys Minecraft for $2.5 billion. We thought that was crazy then, huh, boys? It stays multi-platform, a surprising move at the time that would lead to Xbox's next big move into Game Pass. Game Pass would become a new revolution in how games would be distributed. Now we all know how great and awesome Game Pass is, but give credit to Xbox on developing it to what it is today. Way back, I think that was in 2016 or 17, because I remember, oh, what was it? Uh, See if these was like one of the first games I signed up to, to try it out on. Then... In November of 2017, Xbox One X launches. The world's most powerful console. We were always the most powerful console. We lost that. And this enters the true 4K gaming. And, and I remember we all of us, I think, got it. Did, did you get one, Jose? A oh, One yeah. X at launch? I, Bacon, did you get a One X at launch? Nice. Um and then the Scorpio, we, the one that said Scorpio, yeah, Project right? Scorpio, Scorpio edition. Correct. Great. Still a great console today, dude. Some pretty amazing thing with games still releasing. Then we need to talk about a little bit of a misstep. Lionhead Studios, acquired by Microsoft in 2006, but then shut down in 2016. What did Xbox learn? 
Phil said, you acquire a studio for what they are great at now. Your job is to accelerate what they do, not accelerate what you do. And that leads to E3 2018, a huge turning point with the with the One X introduction to Game Pass. And now let's get those great games on our system. The additions of Undead Labs, Ninja Theory, Compulsion Games, Playground Games, The Initiative, In Exile, Obsidian, and then in 2019, you add Double Fine, and then September 2020, probably up. my personal favorite purchase, pick them up! Xbox buys Bethesda, save us, Todd Father, with your amazing but janky games. Playground games, that was it. That was another big one, but they had been working yeah. on the playground. So this all adds up to the Game Awards 2019. Hang on, pause Xbox. right there. Hang on, pause right there. Hang on. Okay, 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 okay. So okay. one quick thought, because we're getting to the big part and where we were all getting emotional straight up, was, you know, when going back to this and Don Matrick, I know there was a lot of hate for Don Matrick. I fully agree that it was really cool that he came on this. And something that I don't know if we've mentioned in other episodes, but it's before I forget this episode, a huge shout out to Andrew Steffen, the director of all of these Powered On shows, like such an amazing trip through history. But when I think about Don Matrick and how much people hate him, I've actually been very grateful for Don Matrick, not because of what he did for Xbox One, because he there were some issues, but because the reality is, I don't know if Phil Spencer would have got, become ahead if Matrick was successful, right? Like if, if, if what he did was, was good, I don't know if we'd have Phil Spencer. And you think about realistically, and granted, Phil's one guy. He has a full team. You know, they're all working to this. There's lots of moving parts. But the reality that the foresight that he had to say how we're going to fix the culture because the culture was a big piece of it, how we're going to buy Minecraft, which sounded crazy, how we're going to do Game Pass. Like, would we have all of that with Matrick? I don't know, man. And so so I'm very grateful for what Phil Spencer has done and I love to still see him. I still love to watch him. Like he teach, you know, when you look at him and you look at pictures of him if you're not in the video game world, if you don't follow this, he kind of looks cheesy, nerdy, dorky, right? Lovable though, of course. And it's the fact that this dude is doing such amazing things every day for gaming is awesome. So so I just want to say real quick before we get to this big announcement that like I'm very grateful that we have Phil cuz he has done incredible stuff for Microsoft and Xbox for us. Yeah, and do you guys follow him on Xbox as Gamertag P3? He's on late and he's been in all kinds of good. He is always gaming. That guy, he's a gamer. So you got to admire that. I know a lot of people like to give him caca and I'd say Xbox, you know, praise him too much, but he is he is a he, like Jose said, he has a huge team and this was a lot of people get it coming together. Him he lifted them up though. And he, there's a reason why he's the head of whatever it is now, head of gaming at Microsoft now. Like he's, he saved Xbox, him and his team and, and the ideas. And it, it's scary to think where they're heading, but where they are now, like it's, it's really impressive. So towards the end of the episode, the Game Awards 2019, nobody saw it coming. And it was kind of like this, this new rebirth of the brand the Xbox Series X reveal. And I love the slogan for the launch of the console, power your dreams. What an incredible reveal at the Game Awards. Shocking because nobody knew it was coming. A lot of people, you know, assume leaks like this were going to happen. I remember being like, oh my gosh, they're, they're, they're showing, the, there's the box, there it is. Throughout 2020, I literally like this quote from Sarah Bond. 
Throughout 2020, people recognized that video games gave us a social experience in a time when we had to be distanced. Well said, Sarah. People can connect, and that is what Xbox is about. And then Phil Spencer said, at a place like Microsoft, we should stand for something more than what place we are in. I want He's Xbox absolutely to be right. forever. I want to look back and say we really use this opportunity to shape culture. The power of X. 20 years of Xbox, gentlemen. What a ride and what a documentary. Powerful stuff. Tearing up there, the way they turned it around, showing how they connected, showing how much they love gaming. Phil Spencer, Sarabon, we're in great hands uh bubble boy any any thoughts there as as you as you because you said you you shed a tear when did you cry during the episode bubble boy it was dusty there at the end right yeah no it was it was dusty in my room so i don't know what you're talking about it just it just i think it was they had showed the clip of the guys at the airport being like he's real we've been playing forever for real right and then they showed it again at the end and it just reminded me of all these relationships that I have either kept up or built because of this hobby. And it's something that um, you could say that about a lot of hobbies, right? But I think this particular hobby and this particular medium gets a lot of, it's put down a lot because it's seen as such a like, oh, you just go hide in your hole and shut off from the world. And that's just not what it is. Um, for, for a lot of people, I can see, I, I certainly understand. And, and on this, you know, group of people here, I'm the least, um, prone to playing multiplayer stuff, but at the same time, like it's that community that you don't even necessarily have to be playing multiplayer games, um, to be part of. And I just, that's what, that's when it hit me. And speaking of, we would know X bacon gaming if it wasn't for XRT and Xbox. So bacon, what were your thoughts? On that, the whole fran- we haven't heard your thoughts about the whole series, but just give us your you know thoughts on on the documentary and and how it ended there. Yeah, I sat down the day it came out and I did it all in one sitting. So I actually had to go back in and watch episode six today just to refresh my mind. I was just so enthralled that day. I put off everything and watched every episode. And when you think about it. I would like to assume there could have been someone else there other than Phil Spencer to save this brand, but I honestly just don't think there was that we would all be playing on PlayStation right now because there's just, I don't think there was any better man for that job. And uh, you did mention Sarah Bond, and I think she's going to take the torch when, when Phil does inevitably retire, but the <laughs> the launch of the of the Xbox one and that simple commercial from Shuhei. This is how you trade, how you trade games. Uh, just like, uh, just one after another, but sitting down and watching Phil's systematic approach to fix the brand was absolutely amazing. Just to get behind getting ahead in the thought process of that. And, and what birth, because if, 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 like you said, if, uh, like Jose said, if, if this wouldn't have happened, would we have Game Pass? Probably not. Would we be fighting from last place, getting smoked by the Switch and the PlayStation? No, and we wouldn't be trying. It wouldn't be trying as hard. So, uh, the, as bad as that original Xbox One launch was, it gave birth to so many quality of life features that we enjoy right now. 
and Phil's uh, inclusion and adaptive controller and everything they do to, to try to include everyone, which is truly what everyone just thinks, oh, they're just trying to make your money. And I think Phil, who is a gamer, who has been with Xbox since basically its inception, that he truly got it and, and, and righted a lot of wrongs. And, and just, I just, I just think about the, I think about the adaptive controller a lot for people with disabilities and it's just, they didn't have to do that. They didn't have to put that. Yeah, they're the only ones money. doing it too. Right. And I don't think it's even that big of a, it might be a huge market that I don't know anything about. And, and who sat down one day and said, you know what, let's include people with disabilities in, into our ecosystem and make them feel welcome and give them the ability to have fun. And you just, I, I'm, I'm an Xbox guy through and through. My PlayStation has been turned on since Jan since July 3rd because it's just not the Xbox. And, and, and I'll always be an Xbox dude. And it's just, yeah, it, yeah. it was a great documentary and I loved every piece of it. And that's about that. Me too. It was so difficult to not watch every episode of Bacon. Trust me. I wanted to every time at the end, just keep watching it. And I like what you said, like you're an Xbox guy through and through me too. Like I got so much pride watching this and it's, I don't know. It wasn't fun during the Xbox one era, but it was, it's, it's fun to root for Xbox and people at Microsoft to come back from that. It's a great story to see them rise up and, and to see where they are now and how exciting it is and getting all these studios. It's just like, how can you not root for Xbox? Especially, especially if every gamer watched that, they'd be like, so I feel like so many of the console war stuff would just be, eradicated just been watching like hey these guys care about gaming too and you don't see stuff like this from playstation playstation still to me seems like they're up on their you know pedestal just that they're we're playstation okay you're gonna like and rightfully so they have great games but i don't know to me i just feel like people at xbox the people running it are are gamers you know they're not business people whereas sony i feel like they're business people but they do have developers who are gamers and make great games so jose your closing thoughts on power on the story of xbox not not a whole lot other than a lot of what i said that just it's it was you put it a great way dan it was great to root for xbox even though i do every day through and through and every thursday night with you fellas it was just nice to genuinely sit back and watch it the i was glad you mentioned the accessibility thing that was one of the last notes i had that we hadn't touched on was like you want to talk about commercials that where i shed a tear like literally the accessibility commercials where they're like i think about that one where they're oh Jimmy's yeah, gonna beat it. and like all his oh, friends man. are cheering like that just like draws emotion, especially as an educator, work with kids all day. Um, you know, the, the only other last thing uh, that I just, I don't know why I really thought about it. I thought about it when they were talking about the Power Your Dream segment was, I think a lot about what Joseph said that like the reality is that probably in 10 years, we're all just going to be gaming on PCs and not us specifically like us four. I mean, that is really where a lot of the consoles are heading. Like when the price points were in the 200s, 300s, like that's not going to compete with PCs, but I mean, realistically, man, like you start getting into five, six, seven hundred dollar consoles. Yeah, you could you could build or buy a gaming PC, a tower at least, right? Like in those realms that are competing on the, the same like hardware level. Like it's not crazy to think that that's not incorrect. And especially with all the cloud gaming stuff, you know, I know I know Jason talked a little bit about like the love hasn't been shown there necessarily with the games, but maybe they're starting to turn that tide as well that like. You know, it's, I don't know. We'll see what happens. You know, it makes me excited for the future for sure. But overall, a, an awesome series and, um, you know, happy to happy to be part of Team Green. Yeah, and definitely proud of the adaptive controller. I'm glad you brought that up, Bacon, because, like, I feel like when that came out, there was a lot of praise for it, like, but that should be, like, a continuous 
thing that we should celebrate and getting everyone to game and Phil Spencer, uh, I think said it then like there are 2.5 billion people who game. So let's figure out a way to get more people into our awesome hobby that brings us so much joy. Speaking of joy, boys, you know what else gives us joy? The best food we had this week. Bubba boy, what was the best food you had this week? Yeah, so I, I have to do a shout out here, um, and hopefully you can all see it. The Halo Edition Sour Bite Sour Bright Crawlers from Trolley. And the story behind this is I woke up Monday morning and Cora, my five year old daughter, said, Daddy, will you be my Valentine? And she's like, I picked those out at the store just for you. And I was just like, Oh my God. Like I was in tears. She's like, and then I also made you this. And that's, uh, if you can't, can, does anybody, can you guess what the inside the heart, what that is? You have to kind of expand your mind a little bit. Oh, is it like a controller? A, is it Patrick? It's a Mahomes? controller. Yeah. Look, look, yep. 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 boy, bacon. Um, and, and because, and then to, was a horseshoe. just last night, she beat her very first ever game, which was Donut County. And so, oh, um, while I haven't, gosh. I, and she, and, Every second since then, Daddy, when am I going to be on the show? Daddy, when am I going to be on the show? When am I going to be on the show? When am I going to be on the show? I was like, well, we have a special guest um, tonight. She's like, well, I'm a special guest. I was like, okay, whoa, like, okay, yeah, we'll see. Um, So those, but then I haven't eaten them yet. So the actual best food, my dad made some burnt ends in his smoker tonight. And I went over there for dinner and oh, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Burnt ends are where it's at. And he smoked them. He was telling me he's. So the ends of ribs or brisket oh, okay. and stuff is like just like the crust. What kind part of barbecue with sauce? All did you the use? flavor, um, sweet baby rays. Okay. So just making sure. And, and oh god, he was like, I had it set at two twenty five for three hours, and I did it low and slow, and all, and it, oh god, I just got out of my car and I could smell the smoker, and they were incredible, incredible. So, Chipotle Bear, what about you? What was the best food you had this week? Uh, so two things come to mind. So one is obviously Super Bowl is on Sunday, and uh, we went over to my parents. We usually do on Sunday nights anyway. But my dad, like, and my mom both went just ham with the food. Like they made homemade chicken wings, like from scratch, and like their own sauces and cheese balls, and like just. I mean, I gorged myself on basically a bunch of junk food for four hours while we watched the Rams, you know, earn their their W. So. Super shout out to my parents for that. And then the other thing, so fun fact in the Martinez household, our cooktop, which is only four years old, brand new when we redid our kitchen, went out two days ago. Like we were literally cooking dinner and as we were cooking dinner, it just turned off and you know, so like immediately like, oh, it probably popped a breaker. Nope, breakers are all fine. I like got my electronic tester out underneath and this the outlet is still pushing two forty volts out, no problem. But this brand new glass cooktop does not work. So uh, we are getting it repaired, but in the meantime, we've had to improvise for dinner. And so last night we had some uh, Papa Murphy's pizza, which we don't get very often. And I know, I know, we've had the whole pizza wars before. I'm not trying to start that battle over again. I'm just saying, it was pretty good. And here's the cool part: so we got three full pizzas for like under thirty bucks. Which is it as cheap as Domino's? No, it's not. I know, Dan. I hear you. But just it was it was good, man. And it was great to take to school for lunch and that kind of stuff. So shout out to Papa Murphy's. How is that a deal, Jose? You can get three fantastic, already-made, delicious Costco pizzas for $30. Tell me that that Papa Murphy's was better than that. No, it's not. It's not. I would, and, but but, but okay. I... You could get like seven Domino's pizzas, up. by the way. I know. 
I know. I hear you. But it was just good to mix it up. <laughs> Gotta give the... Maybe they'll sponsor us one day. Send us a pizza. Oh, no. We'll reject that. We'll reject you that. You can uh, reject it. I will keep my pizza. Sponsor. Rejection. Rejection. Uh, shocking, Jose. I don't have a spicy chicken to add to the list. I was thinking about getting it today, but I was like, I don't want to deal with traffic. So I just... I didn't do it. But guys, the best food I had this week. Shout out to Allie. She made a delicious uh, queso dip for the Super Bowl. There was something else paired with it, but I'm forgetting it right now. But uh, delicious nonetheless. Usually it's also, chips. huge shout out. I don't know if I mentioned this. No, besides the chips. <laughs> but uh, huge. Speaking of chips, I, I don't know if I've shouted this out on the show. The Doritos Spicy Flamin' Hot Cool Ranch, you guys. The best Flamin' Hot. You guys are crazy if you don't think that's the best Flamin' Hot flavor. Insane, or you're a white boy like Chance who can't handle the spice. But the best food I had this week, you guys, and I mentioned this, I sent you the picture of it. Here it is. The Beefy Melt Burrito at Taco Bell, $2. Totally worth it on the value meal. This originally I got for myself, you guys, but Allie's like, after we both had a chicken quesadilla, delicious, by the way. Gosh, they make the best quesadillas. Allie's like, what else you got in the bag over there? I'm like, well, I got two more burritos here for me. She's like, well, let me try that other one. Devoured it. You Never saw jacked. it again. I had one bite. I had one bite of this beefy belt, and it was incredible. I'm like, I want the rest of that. And she's like, no, I'm going to keep this. Didn't even get to enjoy it. I had a cheesy bean and rice chance. This tops the cheesy bean and rice. And I like the cheesy bean and rice a lot. This is my new standard. So new standard for Taco Bell order for all you is guys. It, it's Here's... got the crunchy in it, right? Is it does that, have does it have onions yeah, that in helps it. a lot. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, Gross. It's delicious. It's got like nacho cheese. It's like it's like a the, the chili cheese burrito with the cheese and the beef, but it adds some rice. And I'm not a big fan of rice. And then the crunchiness chance. You're right. So the new standard go-to Taco Bell order Chicken quesadilla, chicken quesarito, and now the beefy melt burrito. That is the new go-to. Bacon, what was the best food you had this week? Well, my best food, I suffer from a an affliction that I gave myself uh, from years and years of drinking way too much sugar. I'm a fully functioning diabetic, and I... Try to limit uh, any carb intakes. I haven't drank anything other than Coke Zero and water for the last three years. Uh, So my life is pretty awful when it comes to food. Um, But I will ask you guys, have any of you guys ever eaten from Tupelo Honey? No. Uh, It is is downtown. It's the stop before you get to Union Station. So the 16th Street Mall. um, Exit off the light rail. Uh It is the Best, best fried chicken you will ever eat in your oh. life. I will stake my claim and I will die on that hill. I used to go there all the time when we go downtown. If you guys are ever in that area, off the light rail and 16th Street Mall, Tupelo Honey's just south of the of the tracks. It is. I hope it's still there and hasn't closed because yeah, of COVID. I was but say. It is. It is absolutely phenomenal food. Uh, so my advice to the young people in the audience: <laughs> don't drink so many monsters. Oh, is, um, I was wait. Migs are the end. Dwarves and monsters Dude. for these halo codes, bacon. As when I was when I was a cop working graveyards for six years, the only way to stay awake was copious amounts of of caffeine and sugar, and I 
I was, I was really bad off when I got diagnosed. So, um, make, make life, make smart life decisions and you won't pay for it in your mid forties and having to eat keto everything because it is a, it is a miserable existence folks. So, uh, Choose your battles. I was going to ask you what was your sugary drink of, of choice, so it sounds like it, the monster. Uh, I'm talking the tall monsters, oh, two of them man. a night. See, the beauty is baking these days. I get zero sugar energy drinks now. And well, it's just the vitamin. That wasn't cool back then, and <laughs> it wasn't as popular. Yeah, and and still, those things are killing you. Oh, my God. No, it's, it's giving yeah. me the boost I need for a good workout, bubble boy. Uh, they and I get a 2 XP and uh, a weapon <laughs> a challenge swap for Halo Infinite. Are you kidding me, guys? Well, that sells I it am right stacked. There. I'm ready for Seasons 2. I finally switched off the sugar-free energy drinks, and I'm full-time coffee now. Just yeah, black see, coffee. It's yeah, it's, uh, it's the caffeine. Yeah, so I'm drinking caffeine decisions. And, and vitamins. See, I've never been. I've never drank the the sugary ones, so I, I think I'm alright. And I, I did drink a lot of pop growing up, but once I hit high school, and they're like, "You can't drink that. You're not going to be able to play basketball, Danny." You know, Coach Dick. So haven't been. I I don't drink pop. I don't drink beer. So I'm doing all right. Chances. Okay, everybody I can have call it pop. I've always drink. called it soda. No, you're wrong. It's pop. Guys, pop, this is are been, you well hold on, are fired. you not from Colorado bacon? I'm from Utah and they call it pop in Utah also. Yeah. And it's it's the pop. Utah See? Jazz well, then let's, Bang. It's it's pop and, and Cora calls it soda and I'm like, I don't we don't have it. I don't know what okay. that is. No, because of Ashley in the Midwest and I'm like, no, it's pop. It's what's part pop. of pop is a pop. It's soda water. It's flavored soda water. No, soda it's soda pop it's and then the it's just pop. Soda pop. Soda pop. pop. All right, back to what I was saying. Thanks for that, Bubble Boy. This has been Xbox. Record this episode 42. We had a great one. I'm so glad we had another guest. Who knows? We might have another special guest coming up here soon. My name is Daddy Diwali. You can find me at Daddy Diwali across all social media. Bubble Boy, where can people find you? Oh, I actually just retweeted a tweet, which is kind of like tweeting. Um this tonight on at bubble boy and seven at okay. hashtag question mark something. he I, is I coming he's emerging he he'll have an occasional like metaverse chipotle bear where can people find you uh first real quick shout out to uh x bacon for coming on thank you for coming on good to see you uh you can find me on twitter chipotle underscore bear uh bacon and i were talking about ted lasso one of the most phenomenal shows of all time on there and uh, you can find me on Instagram at Chipotle Bear. And closing out, our special guest, thanks again to X Bacon Gaming, number one fan. I think his name is Scott. I can't remember. Uh, Bacon, where can people find you? Hey, you can find me on YouTube at X Bacon Gaming, where I do my PC builds and uh, hardware reviews, a little bit of gameplay. Uh, you can find me on Twitter also at X Bacon Gaming. And occasionally on Twitch, but just not as much as I need to. And again, thank you guys for having me. I've been waiting for this invite for a while. It has been a pleasure. Hopefully I've represented well enough and I'll be invited back eventually. Um, but thank you guys. You guys are fun to watch, fun to listen to, and fun to chat with. Well, thank you so much. You heard it there first. Sorry, Jay Bizzle. We got new X-Bacon fourth chair. You're going to have to send in some write-ins. I don't know. Guys, you can always contact us at xboxrecordthis at gmail.com. You can follow the show at xboxrecordthis. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And as always, X Bacons, see you online.
See you online. See you online. See you online. Xbox, record this as a podcast created by Daniel Walensic. You can follow him at Daddy Diwali on all social media. The assistant to the co-host is Jose Martinez, and you can follow him at Chipotle underscore bear on Twitter. The assistant to the assistant to the co-host is Chance Siegel, and you can follow him at BubbleBoyN7. You can follow the show at Xbox Record This on all social media. If you'd like to find out more about the show, visit XboxRecordThis.com.